0: Hey, folks, and welcome back to the bonus episode. I'm your host, Charles Maxwood. I did see a review on JavaScript Jabber the other day, and it made me laugh. So I'm going to go ahead and just respond to it really quickly. And then uh, I'm going to jump in and talk about becoming the go-to person for your area. So the review basically said, this episode was the host, and he was just talking about all his stories. These bonus episodes aren't kind of the main content. So, if you're listening for uh, the main content, I guess, uh, go find an episode that doesn't say bonus on it. And uh, that's where we're talking about JavaScript or Ruby or React or whatever this show's about. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just found it amusing. I'm, I'm not trying to laugh at anybody, but yeah, I try and make it pretty explicit that these are bonus episodes and that they don't necessarily uh, carry any content related to the core topic of the show. Also, it is May the 4th as I record this, so May the 4th be with you. Uh, let's go ahead and dive in. Now, um, I was thinking about this, and I was like, what am I going to talk about on this week's bonus episode? And uh, what's funny is I've been doing these, like, every week for, I don't know, like like two, three months now. And uh, it's kind of become this thing, and I've been enjoying it. So, um... I was like, man, I got to do another one. What am I going to talk about? And I was thinking about the situation with our newest show. Now, not dev influencers, but our next newest show, and that show is She's in Tech, which is a women's uh, women's careers, women in technology focused show that's kind of been this partnership with this dot labs this dot dot co. And uh, I was like, you know, I, first of all, I wanted to tell people about it because it's a great show. But the other thing is, is I was like, I was like, it's kind of interesting how that one came around. And at the same time, I've also been going through this process of kind of refining the outcome that I want to help people get to with the Dev Influencers Accelerator. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I wanted to help people figure out how to be kind become that go-to expert in where whatever field they're in so that people will come to them and essentially pay them to help them solve their problems, right? And what that does is it empowers those people to then spend the rest of their time being sort of the, the influencers, thought leaders, you know, people out there in the community that folks need, right? I mean, that's essentially what She's in Tech is for, right? Is It's free content and it's good content, and hopefully it's stuff that somebody listening is going to go, oh, yeah, I needed that. Or, hey, I was struggling with this aspect of my career and they talked about this thing that I needed to hear. Or, hey, this was a message that really resonated with me, right? And so the, the, the problem is, is putting out free content sometimes gets hard when you get to the point where it's... Free content, right? Because you can only put so much of it out, and then you actually have to go do something that pays the bills. And so, if you're out there doing something that pays the bills that's related to the free content that you're putting putting out, then what I found is a your free content gets better because you're working in the area that you're putting the free content out in. And the other thing is is that anyway, there, there's a lot of synergy there, right? Because then it comes back around to the thing you're getting paid for. So. Anyway, it, it, it really pays off and it, and it works out well for everybody. So that's what I want dev, dev influencers to be is, hey, here's how you launch your podcast. And honestly, um, when it really comes down to it, like the nuts and bolts of podcasting, you can launch a podcast in a few days. Uh, the nuts and bolts of doing a great podcast and putting out great content week in, week out that's where the that, that's where the trick comes in right because then you have to actually understand who you're speaking to and get the messaging together and this all kind of ties into the idea of being the go-to person in your arena right because um and and coming back around to how um, she's in tech got started let me just tell that story really quickly because I keep dancing around it and then coming off on this other idea so let me get back to that so essentially what happened was Tracy Lee from this dot came to me and said hey You know, are you interested in starting a women in tech show? And (laughs) my answer was honestly, I don't know, right? Because it's one of those topics where it can go either way, right? Um, Because if it was a show where people were just complaining about all the horrible things that happened to people, I like putting out uplifting content and I didn't want it to be that, right? I didn't want it to be the complaining show. And she explained to me that she had a bunch of terrific women who wanted to talk about, yeah, sure, some of the challenges that they'd been through and some of the challenges that people face, but then talk about how people can pull through that stuff, right? And what it's like being in the community and what it's like being a woman in tech. But, you know, there is going to be that uplift, that inspiring message that kind of runs through it. And I was like, boo, yeah, let's do it, right? Uh, Because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're inspiring different segments of the community, the, the overall programming community in different ways, right? Most of our shows inspire segments of the community based on the technologies that they work in, but I don't see any reason why we can't inspire people based on, you know, other characteristics that they have. And so if you're a woman, yeah, let's inspire you too. Right. And if your challenges are different from, you know, the, the kinds of challenges that we usually look at for Rubyists or JavaScripters or whoever, that's fine, right? Anyway, so she came to me and and asked me to, you know, pull that together. And what was interesting was that I was kind of thinking about it and looking at things and going, all right, well, why did you come to me? You know, why, you know, because they, they put out their own content, right? They have meetups that they put together on a regular basis. They have other channels that they work in, right? So why come to me, right? Why not just put it out on your own? And she explained to me that I was kind of the go-to person that she knew to put out podcasts and that I could put it out on a podcast network where it would get traffic and that I knew how to not only put it together and publish it, but how to get it traffic and help get the message out. And... you know, I was like, well, that makes sense, right? Because I've done that over and over and over again with these other shows. And I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything. Essentially, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, I have this track record, right? I've, I'm have i I'm this sort of go-to person for tech podcasting. Uh, another friend of mine, and it's funny because I kind of sit there and, and kind of go, <sighs> you know, I, I get a little uncomfortable when my friend John, actually, he's like, he's like, you've got the biggest, developer-focused podcast network in the world. And I'm always like, mm-hmm. but the truth is, is yeah, we probably do, right? Um, but, I, you know, it, it's just not the metric that I'm really measuring by, right? It's not the yardstick that I go by. It's not the, oh, I'm trying to be bigger than everybody else, right? I'm just trying to be out there and do what I'm doing. But the the thing is, is if you go out there and you do it well, then people will recognize you for it. And there's some real power behind that. And so, but becoming the go-to person has a lot to do with just going out there and doing it over and over and over again. Now, the other part of that, and the other part of it that I wanna talk about is doing it over and over again, where people can see it, right? Because becoming the go-to person, like if, if you're the person that goes out and welds the steel girders together, and you do it over and over and over again, and you do it really, 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 really well, you still have to go bid every dang job, right? Now, you're going to make contacts within the the skyscraper industry, right? And they may hire you back because they know you do a good job, right? And you may become the go-to person. But you have to become the go-to person with each client, right? With each person you go to. So you go work for company A and you deliver, and then you go work for company B and you deliver. And then you go work for company C and you deliver. And then company A gets the next big job and they go, hey, are you available? No, I'm working for company C, right? And so then they go find another go-to person that they can go to, right? And so you may be their first choice on every job and then they'll get you when they can, right? But if, if you're the person that's out there talking about this stuff day in and day out, right? You're the person that's out there having the conversation in front of the community and saying, hey, look, you know, here's how you put girders together, right? Here's how you rivet them. Here's how you weld them. Here's how you, you know, whatever, right? Or in your case, let's say that you're working in some technology stack, you know? So maybe it's Jamstack, right? Or, you know, let's get even more specific. Let's say you're working in Next.js, right? And so you want to become the Next.js, the premier Next.js person which by the way i don't know if there is one so spots open folks and and honestly i don't know that it would be a bad spot to take you know i think i think there i think there is room for a the next js person just saying right you could put out youtube videos you could put out podcasts you could put together courses you could show people how to do all kinds of stuff you could integrate it with prisma you could integrate it with firebase you could integrate it with all kinds of stuff you know um all kinds of back end crms you could do all kinds of interesting stuff with it and at the end of the day you'd be the next js person right and you could show people how to do all kinds of interesting things with it and then while you're showing people how to solve their problems with next js guess what people are going to go hey i saw go to person solve our problem with next js and so rather than go pay you know somebody for months to build this in PHP or Python or Ruby or Node or whatever, we can spin this up in Next.js and it'll cost us less. It's more secure. You know, it solves all these problems. And our go-to person is right over there, right? And so then they don't even go to anyone else. I am almost positive that Tracy didn't ask anybody else, right? I'm pretty sure she came to me. I said yes, and we did it, right? And, and I think that's the whole story. And the reason is, is because I'm the go-to person for podcasting in software development. And you can be the go-to person in whatever technology you're using, right? I'm coaching a guy right now who is becoming the go-to guy in Quasar. And if you don't know what Quasar is, it's this kind of niche technology within the Vue.js community that allows you to write desktop, mobile, and web apps. And it gives you a whole bunch of components that you can use across all three. And is really cool tech. And there's a community out there that uses it and really loves it. And it's not a gigantic community, but guess what? He started putting out content and he got a job offer like right off the bat. Why? Because they recognize that he's gonna be the go-to guy for this stuff you go look at some of this other stuff and it's, you know, it's, it's really kind of a no brainer stuff. So anyway, it's just, it's really, really interesting to see how this stuff can kind of come together and how you can pull the trigger and become the go-to person. But the thing is, is you have to have these kinds of content and conversations out in the public where people can find you and then you can become that go-to person. And once you're there, then You can go and you can get the contracts, you can get the consulting gigs, you can get the the coaching jobs, you can get all of those things going for you, corporate training, right? You can get paid to do all that stuff and you can spend the rest of your time doing the rest of the stuff you love for free, right? You can write the plugins, you can work on the open source tech, you can contribute to the community, you can speak at the conferences, all that other stuff. Comes with being the go-to person and it works out for you. And so that's the whole point. That's that's what I am aiming at here for you is being that person that people come to and say, hey, we have this thing and we know that you have the answer. You have the solution. You have the expertise. You have the capability, right? So at the end of the day, we want you to provide the solution for us to get what we need. and If you do it, then we'll pay you for it. Or if you do it, then we'd like to make it worth your while. Or if you do it, we'd like you to come speak at our conference. And being the go-to person has a lot of perks, but it it really is kind of the way that a lot of this comes together, right? I mean, I I just think about some of the other people out there, right? You know, John Papa is, is a friend of mine, right? He was on Adventures in Angular for a long time, but the reality is, is he was putting out content on all kinds of JavaScript stuff for a long time. And so Microsoft approached him and said, hey, you know, do you want to be a dev evangelist for us? And they made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. So he gets paid all kinds of money to go speak at conferences and put out content and basically do what he wants, right? Why? Because he's the go-to guy on that stuff, right? Kent C. Dodds, if you want to learn React, guess what? Or Wes Boss, You know, they're both kind of go-to guys in those arenas. And the reason? It's because they went out there. They got out there in front of people. And they talked about this stuff. You know, Wes is still doing that on Syntax.fm. You know, if if you're looking for these kinds of opportunities, boy, you could do a whole lot worse than getting out there. But you have to get out there, right? You can't just be kind of the man behind the curtain, right? People were coming to see The Wizard of Oz. They weren't coming to see the dude behind the curtain. And so you've you've got to be out there. You've got to have that that voice, that that presence. And once you do it, then you can become that go-to person that people are going to come to you. And that's what's going to give you that opportunity. So if you want to learn more about how to do that, I'm going to give you two resources. One is the Dev Influencers Podcast. You can find that at devinfluencers.com slash podcast. The other is the Dev Influencers Accelerator which is a paid program uh, where I coach you every week and we figure this stuff out, right? And I help you start a podcast and then I help you grow it. And then I help you monetize it so that you can do this stuff day in and day out and love your life and love your job and love what you're doing, right? And just be out there in front of the community all the time doing this kind of thing, getting paid by the companies that can pay for it and helping the people who can't and just being that go-to person for it. And that's at devinfluencers.com slash apply. All right, go check it out. I'm going to max out and uh, be back at you next week.